Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season we're all hoping is better than Bound. Today, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 4 of Fringe, Momentum Deferred. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. And hi, I'm David. <clears throat> so how long are we going to be milking that well that was Bound, do you think? Um, well, <laughs> at least until Season 5 of Fringe. <laughs> and then every episode the is never well no until the start of season five of fringe when hopefully the show hopefully the show is still better than that but we'll see <laughs> uh we're gonna be reviewing a different tv show and we're still gonna be bringing it bound we're gonna bring up the fucking ghost network in the next tv show we review <laughs> be like i can't believe they didn't think about putting this in <laughs> man you know what would really help out the plot of the ghost network i know imagine if they could all just like talk on a network that no one else could hear wait i don't i don't think i don't <laughs> think we've ever said the name of other shows we wanted to do so i'm gonna have to beep that out <laughs> <laughs> and you also have to beep out the, the whole other part that i said there <laughs> the first ever censor like, not even being removed i'm just gonna add a beep sound <laughs> that's what i like to hear what uh, has everyone have been up to uh, well, since friday it's been a couple days um, um one of my friends just had uh some questions about some tech support so i was trying to reach out and talk to them about that yeah it was really weird what of mine did too <laughs> yeah same with me it's really and crazy i had tech issues trying to help them with tech issues <laughs> um in, in i did terms... find an advantage of microsoft edge over firefox it can do facebook messenger video calls now is that firefox an advantage can. <laughs> is that an advantage, though? Both yes and no. Is what we're gonna go yeah. with. <laughs> or is that a detriment? <laughs> Doesn't allow you to do the emojis, and therefore it's worse. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I haven't gotten up to, to too, too much. Um, been playing this weird new video game. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Can't believe no one ever told me about it. Yeah, no, it's crazy. You mean, you mean the game that David and I both recommended to you, David? Yeah, I know. I, I, I was shocked. You already made these jokes last time, Nick. <laughs> yeah, but I hadn't played the game at that point. You can't do another week of these jokes. <laughs> this is what happens when it's been two days. What do you want me to talk about? I, the, the shower is better now here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, remember, what happened in two days? Wait. Wait, I, oh, is uh, the, I finally is... fucking... Sorry? Is the 1970s time capsule out of your shower? No, the, the time capsule's oh. still there. But David, remember how the, the shower, the, the head had like a nasty habit of just spraying water fucking everywhere? Yes. That's what shower heads are supposed to do. No, not in the directions you wanted it to. No, uh, but it would like go like not where you would expect. Yeah. Uh, I finally fucking CLR'd the shower head and the water pressure's way lower now because it's not all getting pushed out through these tiny holes. Oh, um, that's kind of lame though. It sucks. <laughs> I, I did it. I was like, man, I want the old shower head back. <laughs> you cleaned it and went, man, I shouldn't have cleaned this. <laughs> Just duct tape up some of the heads. That's... I, uh... We'll see. Get some uh, caca and just uh, close up some of the heads. <laughs> All sure incredible ideas. <laughs> see, something has happened in two days, Nick. Yeah, it sounded so lame. <laughs> what has happened in two days for me? Um, I did work. Yep. Work. Incredible. Uh, oh, I had McDonald's yesterday. Ooh, that was that's delicious. Nice. That's always a that's always a positive in my life. Hey, you turned down McDonald's last time I offered it. Slash, I guess I know. 
It's because I literally had just eaten dinner, and I was like, I can't be a monster and eat another burger. I was pretty sure you've done that before. I've seen you that boy. Yes, but uh, that was when we were living away from my parents and away from judgment. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that when I'm here. Unfortunate. (laughs) What about you, Charlie? I did work at work. Yep, you do. um, Watched Ratatouille for the first time. That's a cute movie. I haven't seen it. What is with your refusal to watch D- Disney and Pixar movies, man? I'm it's just not... I'm just the worst human being. Well, no, Charlie specifically. Uh, Charlie... No, 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 no. My refusal is purely Frozen. <laughs> I don't want to watch Frozen because it got it's it's the Nick Nick knows this feeling. It's the hill I'm gonna die on. I refused it once because it got too popular, and then everyone's like, "Well, you have to see it now." Just on principle, I'm saying no. But Frozen's so I'm, good. I, I, I know I know where you're going with that one there, Charlie. I, yeah. I, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in too deep. And it's just not... I, I even I even got the plot of Frozen from playing Kingdom Hearts 3. So there, I've seen the movie. I've played <laughs> the movie. But Charlie, at this point, everyone's just asking you to watch Frozen. Just because they think I it'd be saw, funny. I saw Frozen 2. That's good enough. That's the equivalent of, like, tequila, right? <laughs> I didn't realize we were just coming out with that one. <laughs> to, to tie this metaphor all together. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just incredibly glad that I managed to force y'all to watch uh, Hamilton. It's been stuck in my head for, like, ever since we watched it. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, because Hamilton's my, an excellent musical. It's not watched five times in a week good, but it was good. You're a my, monster. My girlfriend uh, and I have been watching Jeopardy, and there's been two final Jeopardy clues that I know purely because of Hamilton. Nice. There is one where it's like, oh, in 1806, he wrote a letter called To My Dearest Theodosia, Just In Case. (laughs) Who was it? And I'm like, it's Aaron Burr. It's Aaron Burr, no shit. And then there is one, oh, after this battle, he became Washington's right-hand man. I'm like, I know who that is, too. God damn it. Those are both song names. (laughs) Uh, There was a very famous old, like, Got Milk commercial. Where it's essentially a radio jockey um, asking, like, uh, who killed Alexander Hamilton, essentially. And the dude's, like, eating a peanut butter sandwich and he can't speak because the oh, and he's peanut like, butter too Oh, he's Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Burr, the, uh, the actor who played Aaron Burr, did a recreation of that commercial. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's All go right. into TV let's, Guide, then. Let's get, it, let's get into this episode. So, the TV Guide for this episode reads, While the Fringe Division is alerted to a crime spree that's connected to the shapeshifters, Walter cooks up a prescription to help Olivia recall the details of her meeting with William Bell, Leonard Nimoy, and another subject of Walter's past experiments emerges. That's a weird way to say this is the opening scene with Walter and then the B-plot. Yeah. Yeah, did the, like concoction walter made actually help olivia no it was a joke yeah i thought it was just a joke it's it makes for a great tv guide entry (laughs) (laughs) once again the tv guide person only watching 10 minutes of the episode and then going fuck it that's enough and then going oh yeah yeah, that'll be plot time (laughs) (laughs) which i mean i guess works for most sitcoms but just not like fringe yeah to be fair, you also don't want to spoil too much of what's going on here. You do get that the shapeshifters are a part of it, though, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We actually hop right into shapeshifterness. I know, mm-hmm. right off the bat here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we uh, 
start up the episode. Um, and yeah, these these guys are loading up some uh, loading up some containers full of uh, something with liquid nitrogen in them into this uh, van. Well, no, we see it's it's frozen heads. We see that it's frozen heads. Yeah, it's, just, it's a little bit a little bit weird. I didn't realize that there was really a market for frozen heads. Like that, you know, people were doing that. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, no, there's like a huge uh, chirogenic. Well, not even research. Like it's a thing where people, um, essentially, the second they die, they like instead of being taken to a morgue or anything, they get put into like yeah, a chirogenic yeah. kind of situation. Yes. But the, I the famous Walt Disney uh, myth, which Rumor, is actually yeah. why this is called Elias Cryogenics, because he was Walt Elias Disney. Oh, that's really good. Uh, that's cool. That's that's a good little one there. Um, yeah, no, I I think the weird thing for me, though, is I'd always thought that, like, in general, people did it where it was the whole body instead of just the head. I guess that's the, so the, I the, think, the budget version. Yes, it is. Literally, it's cheaper just to get your head frozen. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hope that cyborg bodies will be a thing. And cooler than human I bodies. Mean, yeah, if you're willing to freeze your dead body, ah, just do the head, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They'll figure something out. Like, we'll by the time you, you're able to resurrect my dead head, I'm sure you can attach a body to it. Like, I do. Like I don't how... think that's going to be the limiting factor. Like, oh, we can bring back the dead from frozen bodies, but we can't give them anything. Like, we can't give them human bodies. But anyways, um, yeah, no, they're they're loading up all these uh all these frozen heads onto this van, uh, and yeah, uh, a car pulls into the into the lot. Uh, yeah. A normal guy gets out. He's just looking for some directions. He's lost. Yeah, and he appears to be harmless. Because he's eating a pear. <laughs> <laughs> get it? But yeah, no. Uh, as it turns out, this guy's actually a D&D character uh, because he does the, the classic roll for initiative afterwards and gets higher than the than the guards. Well, he gets a sneak attack action. Yeah. Because <laughs> he drops his pear and then pulls out two guns and shoots everyone. Yeah. They're all basically dead. <laughs> yeah. Just some Max Payne shit. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> and then he has some help because I think one of the guards or one of the warehouse workers is like, there's no one else in the warehouse. Hey, if it's him, you know where to contact me. And then he gets shot in the chest. Yep. By <laughs> one of the non-dead guards. Soon to be dead guards. Currently yeah, the dying dude, guards. The yeah. dude still has a bullet wound in his chest and he um is very clearly going. Yeah. Yep, but our uh um our thief is able to drive off with the van full of heads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh yeah, no, we, we then get this great scene immediately following where the guy gets shot, comes gets back up, gets shot a couple more times, and which at which point you go, Oh fuck, these are shapeshifters. Um and yep. uh the the guy does the smart thing and goes, Fuck it, I'll shoot him in the head. That'll do it. Yep. At which yep. point David went zombie rules? Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because the dude was still moving, and I'm like, oh, you gotta kill them, shoot them in the head, which does get proven later on that that's true, right? Yes. Yep, it does. Um, and this guy, I guess, just was like a big fan of zombie movies, um, knew what was coming. To be fair, yeah, no, if I was this guy, I'd be kind of afraid that this was zombies, because they just stole a bunch of dead people. Um, and... Oh, yeah, they stole a bunch of heads. <laughs> they stole brains. They stole a shit ton of brains, and then Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, this would fit yeah. right in the iZombie world, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, he kills the one guy who got shot like five times, shoots him in the head. And then uh, just before our credit sequence, we pan up on the body and, oh, hey, look, 
He's bleeding silver. Which is, I think, a first for us on this one. Uh, that yes, we actually the silver. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's our credit se- sequence, which yeah. is a really good cold open. It's a great cold open that doesn't involve any screaming, weirdly. After like an episode and a half of not really advancing the season plot, they're like, okay, here. Have some advancement. Fine. They were doing Yeah, things. it just makes the last episode feel very filler, especially because yes. like Charlie Francis wasn't even in that episode. <laughs> and now <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden he's here and doing things. Just, well, just he's like, not where here were yet. you last episode? <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, sorry. I yeah. mean, in general. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get him, we'll get to Charlie soon. Um, but to start, let's go back to the lab, uh, the classic open now, because we don't have the, the nice, uh, Olivia openings right now. Yeah. Her, her niece and sister nowhere to be seen thus far. Weird. Uh, but yeah, no, Walter's, um, Walter's in the lab and is telling Astrid to, uh, keep chopping what appears to be some black licorice. Um. Yeah, you know, kind of weird. Not black licorice. Kind of weird because you know Walter keeps talking about how much he likes red licorice, but uh, yeah, no. Um, and then, yeah, Olivia shows up and he's like, "I got an idea to get your memory back." <laughs> you see, William Bell came up with this plan <laughs> where we trained worms, we trained flatworms to respond to light, and then we fed those worms to other worms, and the other worms react to light too. It's just so fucking terrifying. <laughs> And I love how Peter's like, this doesn't make any sense as to why this would help her memory. It really doesn't. Astrid has blended up this concoction and Olivia's, and Walter's like, if you drink this, it'll get you your memory back. Well, no, at that point, Astrid has only blended up worms. It's not a concoction. It's just worms. It's just worms. (laughs) And Uh. And then Walter goes, or sorry, Olivia's like, yeah, sure, whatever works, and chugs it down. Yeah, no, while they're still arguing about it. (laughs) And Walter is like, oh, I was going to mix strawberry in there, but okay. All Olivia needs is a chaser, and that chases the water (laughs) Water. of things. Because Olivia's not a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That is what we learned from this. Yeah, and then we, after the... After (laughs) that scene. (laughs) After the second line of the TV guide happens. Yes. Um, we go back to Elias Cryonics, where Broyles is giving them the rundown, and this is the third cryonics facility that has been, um, been, been robbed. A week. Yeah, because there's one in New York and there's one in Chicago with a similar one. MO. Yep, and this one in Boston. In Boston. Boston. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, this guy killed everyone, and Walter's like, can I see the man bleeding silver now? I don't give a shit about your exposition. Walter doesn't. Walter doesn't give a fuck about any murdered bodies except for the interesting ones. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone else is like, "All right, we got to take like a moment of silence for the victims." Walter's like, "Show me the silver man." <laughs> the silver man. <laughs> I was uh, promised a man bleeding silver. I don't see him. <laughs> I I skipped my morning dose of LSD for this. What the fuck, <laughs> Broil? I was going to see a man bleeding cold if I'd done that instead. <laughs> I could have been bleeding cold. <laughs> but yeah, he goes over and sure enough, um, the body is bleeding what Walter um, guesses is mercury based off the consistency. It's pooling it exactly like mercury. Uh, yeah. uh, Broyles is basically just like, okay, tell everyone else that we're in charge now. Yep, this, this, is, this is definitely fringe. <laughs> Um, sad, um, sadly, we don't get Broyles uh, showing up to the scene afterwards in this one, so I, I, we can't continue to tell tell them that he's like, oh yes, the third silver bleeding man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Olivia keeps getting some of those nice red flashbacks to when she talked to William Bell. 
So yep. I don't think she really knows that at this point. <laughs> no, we we see that they're like William Bell's there, uh, the World Trade Center. We get to hear the ding because yeah. Bell's an asshole. Yeah. Okay, finally, He's like, ha! I'm William Bell. Ding, get it? <laughs> David, you're still so upset about that, aren't you? I just instantly hate him because of that. <laughs> just are you, terrible. You are you telling me that if your last name wasn't Bell, you also wouldn't just have a bell around? I mean, yes, a hundred percent. But I would also hate myself. <laughs> You should rename yourself David Gong, and then... Oh, no. Hello, I'm David Gong. <laughs> Hello, I'm David Theremin. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Charles Vuvuzela. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> annoying noise in history. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about that World Cup was when uh, YouTube added a button that let you hear the audio oh, yeah. of the World Cup that was just Vuvuzela noise. <laughs> yeah. That is really like, good. Here, here, a live stream of what's, what's happening in the World Cup right now. And it just played Vuvuzela. <laughs> it's like amazing play at YouTube. Uh, hey, they, they um, knew what to do. <laughs> we we go back and Charlie is looking at the uh, the dead body while Walter examines it. And he is not looking cool. Yeah, you, you don't entirely know if this is just, you know, Charlie. Oh, being sorry. Charlie not Charlie. Um, fakely. Ah, yes. As we, we yes, decided to call fakely. him. God, such fakely? A, such a bad yeah, we name. we went from fakes to fakely. Yeah. I like fakely. Yeah, we, we we settled on fakely. It makes him sound like a fancy boy. <laughs> okay, but I'm a fancy boy. <laughs> oh, hello, I'm fakely, a fancy boy. <laughs> oh man, um, and as they're looking it over, Walter's like, "You don't look so cool." Oh, hey, what's this? It's a shape changer device with the three prongs that make the bad sound when they shove to your mouth. <laughs> He says that exactly. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is the line verbatim. Yes. At which uh, point? So, yeah. So they find out that he's a shape changer, and this is where you're like, "Oh, cool plot!" Finally. Thank fuck, we're back. Uh, but yeah, no, and we get the the classic Walter doing his best to deal drugs. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because fake, fake, he's like, oh, I look bad because I haven't been sleeping. And Walter's recommendation is... Uh, CBD. Yeah. He's like, a cup, a little bit of cannabis before the night it really helps you. Walter was just ahead of his time. <laughs> and also in the wrong country. But, you know, you besides the point... You said that when we were I watching know. the episode. Yeah, you can't recycle the joke. joke. Why? They haven't heard them yet. <laughs> yes, but we've heard them. Well, and we're going to call you out on it. Well, all right, then. No more watch parties. Fuck you guys. All right. Note to self, do not repeat jokes or David gets mean. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. Uh, what I should then... do is I'd, just every time you say a joke during the episode, I got to write a comeback so I have it for the podcast. There you go. Use Perfect. Jokes. Perfect. Um, I also like, so after that, we cut to the guy who stole all the heads. And he's like shaving hair off the back of them, look obviously looking for something. And he just kind of like sighs and goes, "Not this one," and just chucks it down a hill. Yeah, he's and there's into a bunch a, like, of others a, into looks, a lake. He looks like so a many. he looks like a spoiled kid getting birthday presents. Like it's yeah, <laughs> or like someone someone pulling like like magic cards and goes, "Oh, I already have this one," and like tossing it into a pile. <laughs> 
you really gotta hope that that's like a private ick or private because otherwise someone's gonna come by and just see like nine heads in it. <laughs> to be fair <laughs> they're gonna have some questions to be fair at that point what 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 do you do if the fbi gets called you're like all right i guess they were here <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that they scarred this person for life. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're not going to look from a distance and go, "That's a severed head." You're going to be like, "Huh, that's a weird set of objects," and pick one up. Yeah, they well, they're all like wrapped too. in they're all wrapped in like cellophane and stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, someone's going to have a bad day later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some poor park ranger's going to have a terrible morning. <laughs> you know, severed heads again. <laughs> Third time this week. <laughs> Uh, but anyway charlie shows up and he looks even worse it's like 10 seconds he's sweating worse than broils was at the end of last episode (laughs) (laughs) a lot of sweaty people on the show now yeah it was it was warm while they were filming this i guess (laughs) yeah and uh we we get some shapeshifter exposition where he's talking to the the thief who's like shaving heads and it's like oh they won't give me extraction until uh we like uh olivia remembers and is like charlie's like you're getting sloppy the fbi knows well that's the Um, first time there have been murders associated with it yeah and charlie's like the fbi is involved now they know like they understand what we are and the other guy's like you've been in that body too long you're gonna die soon (laughs) we get Um, some uh just handy exposition yeah it's it's like i would let you use my conversion device but it wouldn't do anything since you have to be deliberately paired with them And I don't want to desync for mine. <laughs> yeah. And th- just from some of the dialogue, it seems like they're not associated with William Bell. Yeah. Because yes. they, they're talking about trying to find out what he told Olivia and stuff, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, they're talking like, hey, we could use Dunham. It makes sense. Bell called her there so that she could get to what the head we're looking for before we can. Yeah. No, you, you um, can you can tell it there. Yeah, yeah. There Which was a question parties. mark, I think, in the in the first episode or two of whose side are they on? Yeah, and like, even is like, is there another side at this point? Yeah. Um, to which the answer is yes. We now have. <laughs> Yeah. The shapeshifter's side. <laughs> and the other shapeshifter is like, hey, if you don't want to die in that body, you best make Olivia remember no matter what. Which is something he doesn't really take to heart because, man, he does, like, fuck all in this episode. Yeah, fucking nothing until the end. Like, I guess he's doing his best to not get caught still, but, like, Jesus. <laughs> They're like, make her remember, and he's like, I'll watch from the sidelines as the plot unfolds in my favor. Watch from the sidelines <laughs> while I drink thermometer juice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get to that when that happens. <laughs> uh, it's not okay scene. Uh, but yeah, no, we um, then get back uh, and uh, we've got Olivia and Broyles d- talking um, and trying to figure out like, you know, what they were doing. Um, you know, they must be, you know, they must be looking for a specific head at this point. Otherwise, why would they be stealing a shit ton of heads? Um, yeah. Obviously, they're not zombies. We know that. Uh, this would have been a really different episode now that I think about it if they hadn't had shapeshifters already. <laughs> yeah, this oh. would have been. <laughs> just we'll talk about it at the end but i have some ideas on how the first four episodes should have been rewritten almost. okay mm-hmm. okay um, okay but we can we can talk about that when we get there yeah um but yeah they're like olivia and Broyles are like hey massive dynamic had the broken converter 
what if we gave them this one? Maybe they can find something. And well, Olivia's like, well, we'll give it to Peter. He faked his way through MIT. He's smart. Yeah, I do like that. I like now Peter's better than all of uh, all of general electric <laughs> at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, like does who would, I think it ends up going to massive dynamic anyways. It does. But first, Peter gets a crack. Oh, yes. And but for, yeah. uh, fortunately doesn't break it this time. Uh, Somehow. I, I do like <laughs> I do like Burles is like, hey, I want to give you protective detail. You were like a target for assassination by these people. And Olivia's like, yeah, that was six weeks ago, though. If they want to be dead. I'd be dead. Yep. Which fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're shapeshifters. So if they wanted her dead, they could have just like. You know, taken over, take, taken over her. one of her like trusted partners and like killed her, right? Yeah, they <laughs> could turn into her sister. Yeah, <laughs> her sister, someone in the FBI, maybe like Walter. <laughs> um, and then we go back to the lab, and Walter is doing the autopsy on the shapeshifter, and he's like, "Let's see how this thing works." And Astrid's like, "You don't think he's a person?" And Walter's like, oh, I don't even, I'm not certain that you're not a figment of my imagination. <laughs> I'm like, is Walter high right now? Walter's yeah. always high. That's his secret. <laughs> That's the default state. Yes. When Walter's not high, it's a very different Walter. <laughs> and then before he even like gets a cut in, he's like, oh, shit, call Agent Dunham. I got an idea. I, I, I realized something. <laughs> yeah. And then Peter is looking at the shape-changing device, and he's like, this is screaming um, a this lot is also, of Sorry, this is also where we get the conversation where they discuss that uh, the shapeshifters, like, only their heads are real, and sort of, like, the bodies are... Oh, um, yes. The yes. bodies are, like, these fake, cre- like, fake creations they're piloting, and the mercury is there to sort of tell the tissue what to look like, and that's mm-hmm. how they shapeshift, yes, right? Yes, yes. So, so David, yeah. you sure that you don't want to have the D&D work like that? For, yes, for 100%, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> a hundred percent i'm sure i'm just saying <laughs> but it's a very cool idea that explains sort of like how they can shapeshift if like the tissue itself isn't their own like tissue and it's just yeah. changing shape yeah and then that also explains why the charlie shapeshifter is dying because hey uh you're in a fake body and you're running out of whatever that body needs to operate yeah yes it also explains how they were able to like change uh, change sexes all of a sudden as well. Yeah, just change everything. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. yeah, no, it's a fake body. It's just tissue and like cells, yeah. I guess. It's and like the mercury's the, there to change shape. Yeah. The fake body has like a limited lifespan. Like it, it it only has so long before it needs to be reformed. I yeah. guess. Or I recharged, know. I assume. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, Peter looks at the the shapeshifter device and he's like, This thing is putting out a lot of information to somewhere. In my favorite uh, way ever, an old oscilloscope to tell him that. Yeah. The <laughs> lights are flashing, so it's putting out gigabytes of information. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, Walter, or Olivia gets a text message and they go back to the lab to talk to Walter. And he's like, hey, the blood on this shapeshifter is almost half. Mer- it's 47% mercury, which is a lot. Like, that's a very, very if I'm wrong, that's human. lethal amounts. <laughs> that is... Is mercury a heavy metal? Is that heavy metal poisoning? Or is that just uh, mercury mer- poisoning? Mercury just will fuck you up. I don't even know yeah, if that's heavy metal poisoning. I don't think... I, what, mercury is just mercury poisoning. Yeah. I don't think it counts as heavy metal. Like, I guess okay. it is a heavy metal poisoning, but it is just mercury it's poisoning. It's just mercury poisoning. Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's also like, hey, that first shapeshifter body I did a blood test on, and there was only a little bit of mercury in there. So probably that the first shapeshifter, the nurse from episode one wasn't a shapeshifter and could be disguised as anyone and my initial reaction was why wouldn't you assume that it's the person who said they killed the shapeshifter 
Joke. Well, so I would assume because they did get the body, right? Like, as far as they're aware, Charlie thinks he also killed the shapeshifter. But the shapeshifter's MO was whenever I take over a new body, I have to kill the original. Yes, but they never found Charlie. They, they never found Charlie's actual body because the uh, fake no, 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 burned no. it. No, I, I understand that. Yeah. But I'm saying the, like, the nurse... Mm-hmm. If the nurse is just a nurse, then right. You okay, know yeah, that no, sh- I see, I see, yeah. I see what you mean. Because and, and especially when he's like, oh yeah, no. By the way, I found the shape changing device. It's broken though. Um, <laughs> also, guess... on the autopsy of the nurse, wouldn't you see that her neck was broken before she was shot? Was her neck broken? Um, yeah, I think we that... never actually got to see oh, how no. the shapeshifter killed the nurse. But yeah. those bullet wounds that Fakely gave her would be post mortem bullet wounds. What What if the shapeshifter killed the like? We do don't you know. need to kill the person to shapeshift into them. We have no idea yet on that. Because no, then the but... shapeshifter could have just left her unconscious and then like shot her afterwards. Essentially, but after he, such... they dealt with that's Charlie. Such a long play. That is that, the galaxy that's like... brain play. That that's is like, a long play, but I mean... That's Skyfall villain levels of planning. Again, you it have happens. to assume that that's what happened. Otherwise, they would have seen that the shots were post-mortem, because that's easy enough to tell, yeah. right? But yeah, anyways, what we've what we've learned at this point is the shapeshifter is likely still around and could be anyone. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to... <laughs> we cut to... Oh, no, sorry. Um, Walter's like, I think I know how to find them. That chick who I dosed up on a bunch of drugs and she <laughs> saw the other side and was like, oh, three needles in the mouth, man. He's a shapeshifter guy. Dude. Um, dude, bro. <laughs> um, hey, let's pull her back and then she can she might be able to see the shapeshifter. She might be able to identify them. And Olivia relays this information fakely, and he's like, yeah, cool, I can update Broyles if there's any new information. And it's such like a sassy, like, no problem. Yeah, like she's like, "Hey, can you check in with Brosie?" And he's like, "No problem." Like it's just that weird tone where you're like, "Oh, I pissed him off." Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's having a bad day. His his wife started to realize that he was weird. <laughs> well, Things are not going he's, well. He's sick because he buys a slushy, which is what this is the third time we've watched Fringe and I've wanted a slushy. <laughs> Ah, um, uh, yes. The, the most delicious of slushies is what Charlie's about to have. <laughs> and, and a bunch of mercury thermometers, which I didn't know they still sold. I'm pretty sure um, they do. That <laughs> seems like such a weird thing to still sell. <laughs> uh, but anyways, a um, bunch of mercury thermometers. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird, uh, weird look from the cashier. G- yeah, gives some sass to the cashier, goes to his car, dumps the slushie out, which is a waste. Why wouldn't you just take the empty cup and just be like, can I have water in this? whatever because he didn't want to look suspicious <laughs> buying 30 30 mercury yeah. thermometers <laughs> yeah that's not suspicious at all and then he goes into his car pulls out like five thermometers at a time and just breaks them over the cup and dumps all the mercury in and then drinks it but i'm like what about all the fucking glass shards that are gonna be in there what about all the glass shards that are gonna be in the car like someone else is getting into his car at some point it's gonna go the fuck did you do in here <laughs> Well, I'm assuming he like drives down to the gas station, vacuums. It. <laughs> you, you think, man, this 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 shape changer Charlie is the galaxy brand play because I just forget about it. Like I'd be like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, Charlie, why is there all these mercury wrappers in your car? Don't worry about it. It's so delicious. Wife's sick. <laughs> I can quit whenever I want. <laughs> Pass me one of those and just start sucking on it. 
I'm just imagining him, like, you know, like when you like take the temperature or something, you just like stick the thermometer in the mouth. And, and he just chews on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he does look into his rearview mirror and his one eye is like drooping down much further than it should. And then it kind of sucks itself back up in. It's that um, cool. It's very like gross. That. It's a, it's a good <laughs> effect. Uh, it meant that Charlie doesn't need to be wearing sunglasses for the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> the was actor was like, thought. no, no, no. I need FaceTime. Um, and then we jump to Massive Dynamic. Yeah. Um, where Olivia brings the device to Nina and is like, hey, Charlie, or not Charlie, Peter says... Um, this is streaming a bunch of data and it may hold the pattern. He thinks it might hold the pattern of the last person they changed into and is like, oh, how convenient. We thought the exact same thing. It's almost like we have more resources than you. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like we've been working on one of these for literal weeks. Six weeks they've been working on this and Peter's had like two hours. He figures out the, the same. I would also like to point out at this point, um, remember how Peter brought to Broyles at like during the first episode was like, this is a shape changer device. We know this is bad. Show this to them and get us the funding. And then he yeah. goes and does that. And then immediately Broyles is like, all right, time to offload this onto the uh, private sector. Well, they have, yeah. But I, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like massive dynamics thing. Is yes. like, weird tech. Government has to give it to us basically um and then we we get to meet we get to meet brandon who is my favorite recurring character on this show impressive because he does come back i don't care if that's a spoiler he comes back spoiler david's <laughs> just he's, now he's so he's so sassy the whole time <laughs> where nina's like this is one of our best scientists brandon um and olivia's like so you can get the image and like can you give me a call when you find out who it is? And he's like, oh, I could do better than that. I can do all this stuff. I could send it to your phone. I can get you on our server, our public server. <laughs> Oops. And my note is just hitting on Olivia through networking. That, that, is, <laughs> Question that is hard mark. to do it. <laughs> That's basically what's happening. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, we'll hook it up on. Here's a thing to go to and you can load this up on your phone. And you can see us deciphering the image in real time. And this is the most CSI fringe has gotten in a while. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it's it's cool, right? Yeah. It's a cool and... little thing. <laughs> no, uh, but we then cut away uh, to Peter and Walter, who have went to go get our B-plot. Um, and show up at uh, Rebecca Kipner's house. Um, and Walter's a little bit more nervous than you'd, you'd expect him to be to go meet some one of his old uh, patients, <laughs> test subjects. Test, yeah, it's, test subjects. It's because they fucked. How are we talking about David? They never fucked. Peter's definitely not. Uh, Peter's definitely not suspicious about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's just like Walter. Did you? And he's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Nothing. Never no, mind." No, no, no. I don't need to know. <laughs> never that. mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> well, it's important to recognize he was probably still with Peter's mom at that point too. Yes. Yeah. He would have been. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And Peter like. She opens the door and Peter's like, hi, I'm Peter Bishop. And this is my, and she's like, oh, hey, Walter, how's it going? It goes and gives him a hug. Yeah. Um, but one of those suspiciously long hugs. <laughs> I, I do like how they're talking and she's like explaining her side of the experiments and stuff. And she's like, yeah, for a while I thought like, I thought I was, I was having a weird experience. I mean, like besides the LSD. <laughs> and it's like, wait, hold on. Just the way she says it, where she like kind of ignores the fact she was heavily dosed on acid. 
she was already heavily dosing herself on acid. It's fine. <laughs> it was the 70s. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. Walter <laughs> was just like, hey, you want some free acid instead? <laughs> it was it was a new thing back then. <laughs> it was. <laughs> the correct. government had just made it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, Walter, I tried to look you up in the li- like the last 10 years. And Peter quickly covers and was like, oh, he was traveling. Yes, he traveled up to Canada. Uh, my note was he was traveling to electroshock, electroshock therapy. Oh. Oh. I mean, correct, but still. Yeah. Actually, I don't think we ever see if Walter is given electroshock. Yeah. It was the 70s. You can only assume. Yeah, that's true. That's it, was, true. it was the time. Um. Yeah, and they're like, hey, shapeshifters might be back. We want to redo the experiment. She's like, hey, cool. Let me get my coat. Yep. Let's let's go do some more drugs. Yeah, she's <laughs> always down for free acid. Yeah, um, which also kind of brings in a terrifying thing of like, yeah, no, the shape changers have been around for a very long time. Which yeah. probably should have been her first bet that they weren't uh, related to William Bell. Because that happened with the William Bell experiments. Oh, true, true. So, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, they've been around for a while. We we still don't know like how exactly how long the universe travel has been a thing. So yes, um, but yeah, they take her to the lab. They get her all strapped down, pump her full of psychedelics, um, and Olivia hooks the rendering up to her phone, which right now is just like I think Astrid calls it a mannequin head. <laughs> yes, it's a mannequin head until it's finished. Like yeah, it... <laughs> yeah, it's only twenty percent complete. Um, so they give Rebecca all the drugs and she's like kind of freaking out. And Walter's like, hey, we're walking through Harvard trying to calm her down. And then Peter rings a bell because they're supposed to be passing in front of a church. And then Olivia collapses. Yeah. It's... And she is starting. She, we flash back to her remembering um, her meeting with William Bell. Yes. And we got a great sequence of this. And David was so upset um, during the pre-episode recap where it's like my name is william bell and he's like oh they're not even going to show the bell ring yeah because it could have just been a very quick bell ring noise well they, <laughs> they showed it already in the episode once and now we've got what appears to be almost the same bell uh <laughs> like yeah it's, the it's same very similar crazy yeah and he he dings it and olivia collapses to the floor and then we cut to their meeting in the world trade center where hey. um Bell is it's a very weird meeting because Olivia keeps like losing time. He calls them like time slips. And he's like, oh, um, I'm a, uh, sorry for that. The method I use to bring you here is very crude. Most people are just like eviscerated when they cross dimensions unless they're special like you. <laughs> Which is like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine William Bell bringing someone over to the other side and them being not ready <laughs> for it? We'll say. In half. And, well, no, and they just show up in their car on the other side, eviscerated. It's <laughs> and just, the just, a put- just a puddle shows up in his office, and he's like, "Ah, oh, well." <laughs> and then the police. Well, no, I'm just imagining. Like, we don't. We we hear later, um, like during this thing, that he says that he took her out of her car, um, which means that she shifted over while she was in the car. I'm guessing. Uh... Yes, and then it was crashed into by the shapeshifter. Yes um so she got she got taken out of the car there um which means that she then was in the other universe went to lunch and all of that uh and went in the elevator um and then i guess a time slip happened that took her to william bell's office um but yeah that that means that she's been just 
she, she was chilling there for a while and would have showed up in the car. So if, he, if she'd been eviscerated, the, the police would have come and been like, well, another dead body. I guess it's fine. <laughs> well, he, says, he says torn apart. So I'm assuming that's like molecules rendered from molecule type torn apart. Like oh, you just, no. <laughs> you're just lost in the gap between universes. Oh, no, I, I like it way more if they're just like sliced into a bunch of pieces. <laughs> or if they're just a puddle from like Ant-Man. Yes. The David suggestion. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's an upsetting suggestion. To be fair, <laughs> I'm not happy with my suggestion. Um, I did make a note while William Bell is going through all this exposition, uh, where he's like, "Hey, you! I never intended to hurt anyone with the drug trials." And Olivia's like, "Well, you did, dumbass." <laughs> um, and Bell does mention he doesn't know how much Walter remembers, which, like is important yeah. for sure i uh, even even on a first watch because it's kind of like well why would he assume uh walter has forgotten anything mm-hmm. like we know for sure that walter's um like with all the times where he just goes ah i remembered something um but how would bell know that yeah so is is, is he involved with um walter's like memory stuff why did he decide to poison walter with uh a, a drug that does that. I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the, the metal <laughs> off the top of my head Boo. right now. I'm, Boo. I'm sorry. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. We hear from William Bell, uh, essentially explaining everything that happened that like happened over the last little while, and gave a very good expo- explanation again to Olivia um, about the other universe. Not enough so that, you know, we know everything, but enough that we know more about the shapeshifters at this point. Uh, we yeah. know that they are um, trying to find someone. They're looking for their leader, I think yes. he says. Yeah, they're looking for their leader. Um, and uh, this is how you'll be able to identify them and gives her a symbol, which looks a lot like a Greek Omega. Um, but not quite. But not quite. It's It's got some headphone-like looks to it as well. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh like a seven eight circle, so the bottom is left open, and then at the open bottoms on either side, it's just two lines intersecting it. And yeah, we get probably the most important part of this, which is he uh, mentions that Olivia is going to be the she needs to be the guardian between the two universes, um, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a big thing. Yeah, but it's like, hey, don't worry, you were the strongest out of all the children, which is <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that word. <laughs> all kinds of not okay. Yeah. Oh, also the the shapeshifters are called the first wave. Yes. Um, which is but this ominous. side this side has had has developed the shape changers, um which also why? Why would you ever make shape shapeshifters? Cuz you can. Why would you ever make shapeshifters? Like Oh. <laughs> to to win at espionage, and then you lose at espionage when they turn on you. <laughs> you just build in bombs to their necks. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> just makes um, me so upset. <laughs> yeah, and then he gives he tells Olivia the Greek phrase that she says to Peter when she wakes up in episode one, um, and he's like, "You'll need Peter by your side for what is to come." And you're like, "Well, why? Why is Peter so special? We have ideas, but we don't know how." Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll find that out. And this this entire time, she's having a stroke. Also, <laughs> in, yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, stroke procedure. And then uh, Walter is like, "Hey, give her some adrenaline directly to her heart." And Peter's like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. Um, and it's 
really well timed, like synced up with her memory because um, Walter's like, I think you should stand. This will be less painful. Uh, momentum can be deferred. What is it? It can well, be deferred, can but be it deferred. always has to be paid back in full. Yes. <laughs> and then physics is a bitch. <laughs> As Olivia flies through a car. <laughs> yeah. And she flies through his office window, transitioning through her car. And then that's when Peter stabs her with the needle of adrenaline. And she wakes up and is like, oh, I need to see Nita Sharp. And you're like, what the fuck? Yep. It was, uh, I, I do really love that, the, the scene there. Um, I would like to point out, how, one of the questions I have is, how, how do we know like how much time this momentum can be deferred for? Where like, Bell pulled her out. Because uh, there's uh, no obvious thing that he says other than dinging the de- the bell again. Uh, well, yeah, he he hits the he's he looks at his watch and goes, "Oh, we're out of time," and then hits the bell. Yeah. Uh, um, the other the other question I have is because we haven't like we don't really touch on this very much the elevator scene and all that happens uh, where she shifts into an elevator with a bunch of people and then shifts out of that. Yeah, uh, and whether those like what those people were doing. Uh, because uh, it was kind of spooky and they don't really bring it up here. Um, I think that was just supposed to be like um, her kind of, she was still getting pulled into the other universe. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of her vision bouncing back. I don't know. To me, to me, at least when I, when I initially watched this, because as I said, I, I don't think I've seen these, these episodes. Like I don't think I've seen most of season two um, at all. What, what I envisioned was, oh, cool. The shape changers are coming over right now. Uh through the I don't, elevator. I don't think that's what the elevator was. I don't know. I I, I will no, I, I will say because I do remember a lot of this season. That's I think that's just to portray her bouncing between us, like okay. fully settling into the other one. That's fair. But yeah, that was that was definitely what I saw when I was looking at that, which yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cool, don't problematic. I don't think those are shapeshifters. No. Um but yeah, then Olivia goes to Massive Dynamic and uh, sets up a meeting with Nina Sharp being like, hey, I got a message from William Bell. You best come talk to me. Because William <laughs> was also like, hey, show this symbol to Nina. She'll know what it means. She'll help you. Yep. Um, and yep. Nina. Time to resolve the B plot. Yay. Uh, but yeah, so everything with uh, Rebecca Kibner there really didn't matter in the end. Uh, like, I really like how they just dosed her up with drugs and then uh, Olivia took over and it was fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Olivia wasn't done being the lab experiment. Uh, but uh, Rebecca is getting walked back to her car. Um, everything's totally fine. They gave her a bunch of anti-hallucinogens. So she's totally cool to drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. Um, and uh, Walter's like, hey, uh, I'm going to drive home with her. And Peter's like, didn't you just say she's fine? Walter's like, yep. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. I just have Peter helping his dad get laid. Basically, I do, I do like how he does. How, he's, how Walter's not like I need some money. <laughs> Peter, and Peter pulls, gives him like three hundred dollars. Yeah, Peter just pulls out a money clip and is like, "Have the entire thing. I don't want to know." Here you go. This is my emergency date fund. <laughs> go have fun. Sorry, David. What did you call Olivia that? Later. What, what did you call that while we were in the episode? <laughs> um, I thought it was my thought fund. Yes. <laughs> uh, Which hey, that's what it is. Yep. Um, and then we get a weird scene of uh, Peter saying goodbye to Rebecca and Rebecca pausing for a little bit and looking at Peter a little bit too hard. Um, 
And Peter notices and is like, everything okay? And she's like, yeah, probably just drugs. It's fine. And then gets behind <laughs> the know, steering wheel. Just as you did. You know, like it's the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> That's the excuse. It's the 70s still. <laughs> Listen, she she took all the dr- all these drugs in the seventies. It's still the seventies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, nothing weird happening there at all. Um, we'll just skip right past that and move back into Walter's lab, where we have uh, Astrid um, just hanging out, working in the lab. And Charlie comes in and is looking for everyone. And she's like, "Yeah, no, uh, they're they're all gone. Uh, Olivia went to New York, and the, the bishops just left. It's it's fine. It's just me here." Um, and Charlie starts to see the, uh, the, what Olivia had decided to leave up on the uh, computer monitors with the massive dynamic rendering. And, uh, Which, Astrid, at this point, 100% looks like Charlie. It looks no, closer, but like. It looks very close to him. Like, come on. <laughs> like, Fair. he's in the room. I, I was fully expecting a scene first time watching of Astrid to go, yeah, they're just doing the render of the shape huh. changer. <laughs> You know what? I gotta call Olivia. Bye. Like if you and look at Astrid the render, dies. yeah. If you look at the render and you look at him, like it's pretty clear. Oh, that's you. Yep. If this was if this was a grittier TV show, we would have lost Astrid in that scene. <laughs> well, I even I even said trying to fake David, and I'm like, it's a shame Astrid doesn't make it past this scene. Yeah. But he didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything because I already know she makes it very far. <laughs> yeah. In the show. Uh, but yeah, no, they 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 do keep Astrid alive here. Um, um, and Charlie just decides that he's going to have to figure out a different way to uh, make sure that Olivia still believes in him um, and comes up with a pretty decent method. Um, yeah, no, this is this is where my my idea is kind of again, I'll talk about this when we get to. It. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we cut back in before we get the Charlie exposition here. We cut back in uh, to Nina's office. Olivia is explaining uh the is explaining the symbol to nina and trying to get like you know where she can uh like where she can find this and gives once again a a briefer explanation of what william bell told us earlier in the episode um and nina brings up the uh collision of the two universes um and how she's you know both william bell and now her as well are worried that um uh if the two universes come in contact only one will survive it and uses snow globes to prove her point um, <laughs> which I, I guess Jim, like what if one of the snow globes break like what if both snow globes break then that's why like, you how weak- would he that's why you weaken the glass in one <laughs> yeah it just seems like a weird way like there's a solid cut and i just imagine her being like olivia give me 10 minutes running down to a gift shop <laughs> coming back and be like okay well no she then pulls out another two snow globes from her desk like she's she's doing this uh, experiment she does this demonstration at least once a day <laughs> new new hire has to understand the implications of their work well no the new hire's job is to clean up after the snow globe mess <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah nina doesn't have any idea what symbol means and then um olivia. after she smashes the snow globes olivia for some reason gets another flashback where above the symbol uh, William Bell has written down Lastin Henning's cryonics, presumably yep. where the last head is. And I don't know why I remember this, but the weird kind of echoey sound effect used on William Bell's voice there is the same one that JJ uses in Star Trek 2009 for the mind meld between old Spock and Chris Pine. Which is incredible. <laughs> 
Listen, if you already have good sound effects, you don't gotta find new ones. I know. What you gotta it's... realize is that this was just JJ's baby, and he was able to take it and use it elsewhere. You just like yeah. show them, <laughs> show them an episode of Fringe. You'd be like, here, just watch this TV show of mine. Talk about effects. I gotta rewatch episodes seven and nine now and find how many fringe references are in there. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Star Trek reference. It's a fringe reference in Star Trek. <laughs> That's how you gotta think of it. Yes. No, in Star Wars, there is a Star Trek reference that is also a lost and fringe reference. Oh no. <laughs> oh there's no. layers there's layers to this. JJ's been JJ's just been planning this entire time. <laughs> he is doing a cross um ip movie universe god that would be incredible <laughs> star trek star trek and star wars now take place in the same universe yes um just at different yeah. parts of the galaxy yeah uh but yeah we get uh olivia's cell phone um she, she gets a text um and it's charlie uh who has smartly decided that the best way to do this is to mention that nina's the shapeshifter um and olivia looks down and is very cool and is like hey i gotta go <laughs> i'll see you later thanks friend all right bye (laughs) and nina's like hey by the way we're we're at your side if you need anything um and olivia's like for sure bud i'm just gonna leave now (laughs) totally (laughs) Um, yeah olivia in a very canadian accent just goes oh yeah for sure bud But, uh, we'll take you up on that deal on Toonie Tuesday, Derry. No. <laughs> What's this... Toonie Tuesday? It's the uh, better dollar beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shots instead. Uh, it certainly sounds like something. I just don't know where it's from. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this is this is fucking genius on Charlie's part because now she shouldn't be trusting anything that comes out of the facial rendering either. Um, I mean, but she does anyway. She does they go down. <laughs> they go down an alley, and it's like, oh, I almost told, I almost told Nina everything, like the exact location where the shapeshifter leader's head is at lasting, at last in Henning's cryonics, and then checks her phone. Yep, and sees that the render. <laughs> we we went over this scene three times because it's a weird, like smooth CG render of Charlie's face that they then go running facial reconstruction or recognition and then just scan in a JPEG of his face. Of yes. his face. And we're like, you, did you really need that? It was quite obvious already that that was Charlie. Listen, you didn't have his eyes, therefore you didn't know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Charlie just kind of like stares at her. And then we cut to commercial. And when we cut back, Olivia's being thrown into a wall. Yep. yep. Which, fucking cool wall. I noticed this during the episode. Great wall. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a graffiti wall, but it has all the uh, cipher symbols, like the frog and the flower and the butterfly with fingers. Mm-hmm. And the seahorse. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, great. it's got all of them on it. Yeah, so the wall has all the ciphers, which is really cool, because Nick basically paused it to point it out to us. Yeah, well, I, I saw I saw the seahorse on the first run. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Hey, guys, watch this. And then we're like, oh, no, there's more than just the seahorse here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Oh, look, it's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Charlie is like choking Olivia out, and then this poor, poor, well-meaning citizen is like, "What are you doing?" And I mean, Charlie I was stops so upset trying. They're in this well-lit alley. 
Yeah, but, and someone does show like Nick was going like, "Oh, why isn't anyone coming?" Just as someone went, "Hey, what's happening?" <laughs> well, yeah, I was just upset because like, oh yeah, no, well at Ali, right beside Massive Dynamic in the middle yeah, of downtown and New someone York. Someone saw, saw someone saw a man choking a woman out so <laughs> in, my, in the alley. My question is, if you are intently trying to kill someone and someone calls out, "What are you doing?" from like fifty feet away. Do you stop trying to kill that person even though you're like two seconds away from breaking the neck? I mean, do you stop, look intently at the other guy, shoot him a couple times, letting the person you are trying to kill grab their gun and shoot you? So I don't (laughs) think he was going to be able to break her neck with the leverage. Like of where there, it was definitely more choking motion that was going on. So, so I would like you to keep point out, choking though. and like she well, passes out and then you. It like, takes kill at that least guy. forty seconds to actually uh, knock someone out from choking. Okay, but you also have a gun, so like keep yes. one hand on the throat, pull out your gun, and pop her a couple of times. Yes, like when he pulls out the gun, why is the first shot not through Olivia's skull? Yeah, uh, <laughs> okay, that's fair. He should have just shot her, but you also can- yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Like, at the, at the end of the day, this guy goes, hey, what the fuck are you doing? He pulls out his gun, shoots Olivia, and the guy goes, oh, fuck, and runs away. Like, <laughs> And then it doesn't matter, because you're getting pulled back to your home universe. Yes. Like. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, instead, uh, Charlie decides to do the, the, the other route, um, and be just not quite as smart as he's been through some of this episode. Um, yeah. And, yeah, kill no, kills- the other guy first. <laughs> And then Olivia grabs her gun, shoots him twice in the chest, and he's like, ain't gonna stop me. As he stands back up. (laughs) Yeah. And then she takes takes her time, because I guess he looks like her friend or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) And then finally shoots him in the head. That's that's a pretty scarring image. (laughs) Having having to murder your friend. (laughs) It's whatever. Like, Uh, okay. (laughs) Move on, Olivia. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then, so Fakely is dead. He only lasted four episodes. He was only in three. Yep. Uh, the poor, poor fancy boy. <laughs> the rest, poor, poor fancy boy. Rest in bo- rest in peace. Now two Charlie Francis's. <laughs> <laughs> he died this one, twice. This, this one. This one will be. Uh, this one will be remembered significantly less than the previous one. <laughs> And then we cut back to Rebecca's house, where she's like, won't you come in, Walter? Implication, innuendo. <laughs> um, and he's like, no. Um, and he actually has a good moment where he's like, I pumped you full of drugs and took advantage of you. And you're like, oh, he did bang her. Yeah. And then she kisses him. And it was like, I should have done that years ago. And you're like, they didn't bang. Yes. <laughs> what a twist. Incredible. They just they just were trying to do the bang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And she's like, you made me special. And Walter's like, you are always special. And then leaves. And, and then fucks off. <laughs> then Instead like, of fucking right. her. Because right. his bus I'm... is 14 minutes away. Yeah, it's, it's time for me to go catch my bus, just in case it's like 10 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> and then Broyles is talking to Olivia. They, they're they like, oh, we can't always have Broyles and Olivia talking in the FBI office. We need location changes. I know, they're in a diner. Now I know, now they're in a park. <laughs> yes having a very long conversation about very sensitive information yep. yes yep. and Broyles because when I saw that Broyles was like if you didn't kill him he was gonna kill you and I was like also the shape change like spy and then, and then <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that reason well. enough you did Francis your job. was already dead yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
He was already dead. You were just killing him as well. <laughs> um, and then unfortunately tells her, because Charlie, well, I guess we kind of skipped over it. Um, he like punches Olivia, kind of knocks her down, and then calls the other shape changer and tells him where the witch uh, cryonics facility to hit up. And Broyles tells Olivia, like, we got there 15 minutes too late, which is a long time to get there. Yeah, well, I guess I guess what you can say is this guy, like, they're, the shape changers, like, the guy was probably heading to the next facility, and it might have already been Lanston. Um, so he might have already been on the way. He said there was another facility in North Carolina that yeah. he was going to hit up. Exactly. Um, but they never say where Lasting Handings is. And yeah. I just... I, I feel like you could call the cryonics facility, the local police, and the FBI and have someone on alert there well in advance. You would I mean, expect that yes. there would be a police force around it. But the shapeshifter did, like, no-sell kill, like, six people in the opening scene as well, right? Yeah. yeah there's I also guess. the fact that you probably don't want to alert um, everyone to the fact that there's these possible shape changers. Um, yeah. So, like, it wasn't like the guy was going to, like, sneak in. No, he was gonna go in guns blazing anyways. Yeah. I guess. Um... <laughs> And then we cut to the shape changer. He shaves a bit off and, oh, look, there's the symbol. Ooh. This is the head. And he um, he puts, like, there's a body there, too. I don't know where they got the body from, if that was a separate facility. Maybe. Or if it's just a body. Yeah, maybe maybe they just took off someone else's head. I know, because <laughs> the body connects to that head. So I think that's another yeah. shapeshifter body is yeah. what the implication is. Well, I'm yeah. just hoping that they cut off the head of some other shape changer. It was like, yep, you're less important than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> probably actually I, I, I assume they just had an extra body i do also really like how they plastic wrapped the like the, the dick the, the dick <laughs> <laughs> there you know we we don't need to see this <laughs> like, you, you don't need to know <laughs> um yeah and then they put the head there and there's a cool effect of like um almost like the thing like john carpenter's the thing where it's mm -hmm. like the the tendrils coming out to meet each other and the head uh, reattaches and the the dude is also eating another piece of fruit dude loves fruit yeah what can yeah. we say it's tasty there was um, a yeah. cool effect there as well with like there's a bunch of like mercury puddles essentially oh yeah on the table that get like reabsorbed by the body as the head oh, connects yeah. it's a big it's, they did a really cool effect with the mercury <laughs> oh yeah uh yeah and then the the eyes on the head open up da -da -da. Da -da -da. and i recognize this actor because he was on like half a season of um vampire diaries oh nice <laughs> and i'm a little bit ashamed to say i've seen that entire thing you should be ashamed <laughs> i watched it with my girlfriend you've also watched all of supernatural so no i haven't i've seen the good parts of supernatural ah. well done it goes downhill after season five well done Ooh. <laughs> after season five we're on season, season five. five and then can we pretend that anything after that doesn't exist um, I would love to. The final episode, <laughs> the final episode of season five, is called Swan Song, and it yeah. wraps everything up in a very satisfying way. And then, then they went, "We're doing a season six. All right, yes, this isn't the, or the Supernatural podcast, though. Yes, Thank yet. God, yes. I'm so happy it is. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's the episode. Even more. <laughs> um, yeah, the cipher for this episode makes a little bit more sense. It is memory. Yep, that, Ooh, one, that one does that make makes more perfect sense. sense. Yeah, and then the observer is seen very blurry and out of focus because he's watching Charlie and Olivia's conversation outside of Massive Dynamic, 
from we're seeing it over his shoulder like from his yep. perspective so he's yep. you can tell it's the observer because he has the hat on but other than that it's just a blurry white guy you can tell it's the observer because he has a hat on and also the camera cuts to him for a full second yes <laughs> does it no it doesn't show his Hold face on. it shows no it, but he's I mean, out like, of focus just, the whole time the fact that the camera oh, yeah. angle exists means oh hey that must be the observer <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, and time for the best segment of this episode, don't you? Agree, I Charlie? will say, I will say, this one is one of the better ones. Yes, um, this so one's still going to be trash. <laughs> All right, so David. this one shows intent and planning. Yes, exactly. I don't believe it. Um, what is it? Okay, so remember, remember last episode. Um, when <laughs> do you remember the last episode? Do you remember the last episode at all? <laughs> no. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. So remember our second bomb from the last episode slash person. Um... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when she is getting out of the cab to go and explode, um, she. <laughs> what a statement. <laughs> Uh, she walks by this uh, fence post, the stone fence post. Uh, on this fence post is the symbol that William Bell uh, gives to Olivia. That's just an omega. It's <laughs> no, but it's it's the same symbol. It's like, the exact it's same. Not yeah, a, yeah, but still, it's like it's, it's not like they just took an omega. It's like a symbol they kind of created. Yes, I'm still furious. This sure. is what I this is what I mean by like it shows intent. It's. I like this one. Uh. Um, so the the thing I was talking about, how I would kind of change these episodes, the entire thing with like Nina as the shapeshifter, that entire paranoia lasts like all of thirty seconds. Yeah, I want I want that paranoia to be these four episodes or longer, and just really stretch out like have instead of the shapeshifter getting fake killed and then killing Charlie and us seeing that. Have it be like, oh, I lost her. She got away. Mm -hmm. And then be like, oh, we found the nurse's body, but it's not the it's actually the nurse. Like the shapeshifter is still out there and just start planting little seeds in like major characters like Broyles, Nina and Charlie. Yeah, that would have been fun. And do and do that entire like um, who shot Mr. Burns or the original on Dallas. I don't know the character's name. Like do that entire thing. Like who is the shapeshifter? Have it be a little mystery. I think would have played out a lot better. Yeah. So that when you get Nina Sharp is the shapeshifter from Charlie, you still trust Charlie. Yes. You have no reason not to trust him. That would have been right. that would have been cool. Um Yeah. Nah, that would have been that would have been good with that. Uh it like there, there could have been a, there could have been a couple ways uh to go with it. I'm okay. Like I'm honestly okay with the way that they went with it because it was fun to see all of the like bad shit happening to Charlie. And the problem with that is you wouldn't have been able to have it where Charlie went and did all the typewriter stuff on screen and we yeah. had a lot less shape changer like background. Unless you want to well, show the private lives of Broyles and Nina as well. Yeah. You, <laughs> but you could have you could have had like the somebody walking to the typewriter shop. And the guy being like, "Oh, you need to use the back room again." Like, yeah, you could have you could have done a lot more mystery with it, other than you know it's Charlie and Charlie's acting weird. Why isn't anyone else noticing he's acting weird? Oh well, we just won't have him in the episodes. Like yeah. he gets very little screen time as fake up yeah. until yeah. this point. Like he wasn't even in the previous episode at all. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my issue with it is don't do the replacement without actually having him there. Yeah, because at this point he just kind of died. Like, yeah. it's very he sad. Got... Like, Fakely didn't even get to do much things. 
Except fuck he, Charlie's wife. <laughs> presumably. We don't even know if he did that. It's, <laughs> it's likely. Now you gotta go tell his wife that he died twice? Oh. You you just said you just say that he died once and that it was uh it was bad, right? Like that's that's not something you tell her. Yeah, yeah you don't tell him that he died and you were sleeping with a shapeshifter. You just say, <laughs> Yeah, he died today. Yeah, you say you say <laughs> there was a bad robbery in downtown New York. Uh Olivia shot him. <laughs> oh, you don't say that either. Probably. Turns not out he was a traitor oh, man, to Olivia's, his country. Olivia's now turned to a partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not looking good. Oh, fucking watch out, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, David, any fun facts? Um, I hadn't checked. Let me very quickly look up <laughs> some fun facts. I, um, I stole the Disney one from you. Yes, that's a good nice Easter egg, though. That is. Um, There's a couple Easter eggs in here. Oh yeah, no, this is this is a fun little episode for that. All right, while David's talking about that, Charlie, let's let's talk about ratings at least, and we'll have David come in at the end for that. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, this is like a four. Yeah, yeah, I put it I put it around there. Uh, I like uh, I, I like getting the shape changers. Like I like I like getting like more of that background. Uh, I hate that they were developed by a side like. Uh, just just tactically making shape changes sounds like the worst idea ever but if you if you control how they change I guess. then like you it's kind of like the entire blade runner setup yeah like they have a very limited lifespan outside of like changing yeah mm-hmm. I don't and know. I, I would presume you have a way to turn off their device. I guess the other thing is, is if you've reached the point where you're able to develop shape changers, that means that someone else can too. So you might as well do it first. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, uh, this would be a better episode if the B plot wasn't just like ignored. Yes. Yeah. That B plot was like, so it didn't need to have the fringe like element. Like it was like, it didn't need to like go more into like Rebecca being able to like see everything or have Rebecca like spot Charlie. Cause that would have been a little bit too much. Like uh-huh. you could have even had her been like, oh, I've been trying to find you for 10 years and you finally showed back up. I need to talk to you about the things I've seen and had it introduced that way. Yeah. Not Walter being like, well, this will work. And then it doing nothing. Yeah. The, the B plot could have been, it could have been executed. Like it could have had a couple more plot hooks, I think in it. Um, but it was it's, overall pretty it's, decent. It's almost a C plot in this episode where the main is the head thief the B is Olivia getting her memories back, and then the C is Drug Girl. Yes, Drug Girl and Walter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, we do at least get that little part of it, um, which I'm glad Peter didn't have to see, at least. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd go, like, similar. Like, I don't know I don't know if it's a, like, if it's a three and a half or a four. It's probably a four. This was overall a solid episode. Like, there was, um, I, I enjoyed this episode, like, from start to finish. Uh other than the yeah. liquid nitrogen bullshit at the start, but <laughs> <laughs> you're so angry that it had an L. I just don't like it. I like <laughs> if you put the L beside the N, then that just means that that's a chemical there. <laughs> it's not liquid nitrogen. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you can't put Li. Uh, yes, because then it's lithium, as you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, and then it blows them up. <laughs> now lithium's fine; it doesn't cause that much issues. Certainly not when it's batted with anything else, but still. <laughs> All right, so uh, I would agree with you guys. Probably like a four for rating. And then on fun facts. So the episode was filmed uh, in Vancouver, because they're filming in Vancouver now. But it was in the summer, 
where temperatures were over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, Oh, gross. And so it was very hot. And apparently they had uh, Nimoy there and he was doing his lines because he had pages and pages of dialogue. But he was handled like perfectly fine. And Joshua Jackson says, yeah, so his wife says he practiced biofeedback. So he knows how to control his own body temperature. <laughs> so apparently Leonard Nimoy knows how to control his own body temperature. Oh, okay. Man. What a dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, other fun fact is that during the scene where we have Olivia and William Bell speaking, they put essentially a lot of the background noise was Bell sounds, but they also downshifted them and then also uh, took just weird recordings of them that reverbed in the background. So essentially that there were just Bell noises constantly throughout that entire conversation. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Jinx. You owe me a <laughs> coke. Sort of too. be a motif for William Bell in general. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, those are my uh, fun facts. Those are pretty fun facts. Yeah, oh, we I skipped think... over when he's Bella's talking to Olivia. They cut, and he's just like huffing gas. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I like, assume don't they'll know... explain eventually. <laughs> I don't think they do. I think he's just huffing gas. Unless it is just ether or nitrous oxide, and he's just trying to k- k- kill a little. <laughs> I need to get high. <laughs> All right, I think that brings us to our end. Yeah, yeah. that's that's everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I on outro today? Yeah, Shit. Get yeah you are get on, on outro. Going, David. We're staying silent for you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much again for listening. This was another episode of Four Seasons in a Funeral. Um, as always, if you enjoyed the episode or you want to sort of uh, show us your appreciation, you can give us a review on iTunes or Google Play or any sort of other podcasting service of your choice. Uh, feel free to share us with a friend, or if you want to reach out to us, you can tweet at us at forsaf at g- forsaf, or you can send us an email at forsaf at gmail.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 creative commons license.